Michael Kopech, I think, battled tonight. I think he th- this outing was the definition of a grind. Um, Joe Kelly came on our show and asked if we were grinding or if, if, or if we were having fun. I don't think Michael Kopech had any fun tonight. I think he is the two the first two pitches of the game, those two curveballs that were up and out of the zone, I think is a direct representation of not having enough power on his right leg, on his his plant leg, because it gave out on him on the first pitch. You could you could see a little bit of a wince. It gave out. He didn't have that power on his legs. And that's why his velocity was down. That's why he didn't touch 96 tonight. He was hanging around 92, 93. He might have gotten like 96.1 once, but he was peaking 95. Michael Kopech, that version terrifies the shit out of me. Well, I don't blame you because this is something that we anticipate and the White Sox didn't flat out say it, but we know that the White Sox want to manage Michael Kopech this year because if you look at his timeline, we give him so much slack, but he he honest, there's no other way to describe it, but you got to be patient with the guy. He, 2018 has his debut in the big leagues. Highly touted prospect, one of the best prospects in the game, and you can see why and the way he's pitching in the big leagues. But then he gets Tommy John late that year, misses all 2019. 2020, he sits out because of COVID. 2021, he's a he's a reliever, which is not his role, but he was a big league contributor because they needed him. And now he's in his rightful place as a starter. How many innings is that? How many starts is that? How many pitches is that per start? All of these questions are coming into play because of the timeline of Michael Kopech's career. And that's just something the White Sox have to live and deal with. This knee injury is something new. We said it last after his last outing and what he was concerned about was that there was fluid in his knee. And that's just an automatic flag. If there's anything fluid related that's bothering your knee, you got to get that fixed. He did, and he was able to pitch. Now, that's the good news. The bad news is this White Sox team, despite them beating up on the Tigers, overall isn't a very good hitting team. So then it's like, well, how do they win games? Well, they have to pitch well. So you're thinking about like Johnny Cueto and Vince Velasquez, Reynaldo Lopez, Davis Martin, these names who have to be just one of the you know the the key reasons why the White Sox win this year is not exactly what we anticipated going into the season, which leads me to think that the White Sox are going to be aggressive this deadline and try and acquire another starter because, in my mind, that's the only way they're going to win a World Series. Before we get into the absolute shit show that tonight's broadcast was and the <laughs> the vocal blowjob of the Houston Astros on national TV by Carl Ravitch. The White Sox lately have been compared to last year's world champion Atlanta Braves team solely because they hit rock bottom around the beginning of June. Um, The White Sox run differential at that point was much worse than the Braves was. Theirs on June 3rd was negative three. The White Sox on June 3rd was like negative 56. And then they ended up coming back to win it all with 88 wins in the regular season. The White Sox probably on track for, I mean, I don't want to say on track, but because they're on track for like 71 wins, but they're probably they can win the AL Central with like 85 wins. The Atlanta Braves had plenty in the system to help out when Ronald Acuna went down, Ronald Acuna Jr. The White Sox don't have that. They don't they have the worst farm system in baseball. You see with their most major league ready AAA outfielder being Adam Hazley, and we've talked plenty about him today. They are not the same as the Atlanta Braves. Who in the White Sox pipeline that you pay close attention to is even close to being ready to play in the major leagues. Is it Lennon Sosa? Is it Gilbert Sanchez? Is it Carlos Perez? Because I know there's a lot of real 25 draft issues here with some of these guys too. That's, they're going to have to be rostered. 
Right, that's important. You know, and the White Sox are very meticulous when it comes to their forty-man roster. And you know, Adam Hazley is a guy who signed on a minor league deal, so it was easy to get him up and down on the forty-man and add him, uh, as well as the fact that he was hitting like three sixty over the last month. So, you know, the White Sox had reason to call up Adam Hazley, but he's a guy who's had big league experience and somebody who was a high draft pick in the past. That's somebody they acquired in terms of those who are they they're, they're drafting and developing in the immediate sense. You're thinking of guys like you've mentioned Lenyon Sosa is definitely a, a, on that list. He's a 22 year old who was just dominating. And um, I mean, he's been in the system since he was 17 years old. So now in Birmingham, he's proving that he's elite. And we were talking about it today on the future Sox podcast, actually, that we were considering ranking him second, their second best prospect. You talk about Colson Montgomery at the top, who's a 20 year old shortstop in single A is going to take some time. And then it's Oscar Colas. Who's a 23 year old international outfielder, left-handed bat who is getting his first full professional season stateside. Oscar Colas is the big name that a lot of people are looking forward to. He's probably not going to be ready until next year. So he's hitting the piss out of the ball too. Yeah. I mean, he's hitting the piss out of the ball. He had some wrist injuries that have slowed him down. He hasn't been in the lineup consistently all year, but what we've seen, especially in June and late May is that he's really putting bat to ball in the barrel is carrying. So when it comes to like just the immediate sense, you you think about guys on the infield, they have some really good prospects, like, like prime prospects that they could probably trade and get some value for. But again, these are the currency of the game and they're single a like low end prospects who are as much of a value for the white Sox as anyone. So like in reality, there's not a lot of help. Yolbert Sanchez is a good utility infielder, but what you're really looking for right now is, you know, consistent at bats from the left side. And they just really don't have that in the immediate sense. Who is the first one that you see cracking in major league roster? Well, you, Romy Gonzalez did it last year. No, I don't want to hear about Romy Gonzalez. You get Romy <laughs> Gonzalez's name the hell off this podcast. I don't give a shit about okay. Romy Gonzalez. Sure, he doesn't count. Let's let's forget I even said that. Yolbert Sanchez is probably next man up, just given the fact that you know he can do what Josh Harrison does and he can do it better. But it depends on how they value Danny Mendick and Leary Garcia, the severity of what he's going through currently. So Yolbert's ready to play now. It's just a matter of do the White Sox want to throw him on the 40-man and start his clock and get him up to the big leagues right away because that's probably the most major league ready at this point. A winning team would want to have Yolbert Sanchez on its major league roster instead of Josh Harrison. He put together four non-competitive at-bats tonight, and the last one in the eighth inning, um, it should have been a strikeout. He It was a, a brutal check swing that sure. was called a ball, and then he got another chance and then another ball. Josh Harrison is not putting together competitive at-bats. I, I would have liked to even see Larry Garcia out there tonight instead of him. So you like Yolbert Sanchez to crack maybe the major league roster this season. It, I would say he's got a good chance because he's, he's most major league ready, but okay. the, I was, it's not against Josh Harrison. Like, you know, sorry, you're bad. You know what I mean? Like you, exactly. you're doing your best. You're bad. But the White Sox put too much stock into Josh Harrison being their everyday second baseman. And it was sort of unfair to a guy over the last several seasons who was more of a back end of the roster player. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, they're, they're trying to capture like the, the Brian Goodwin thing and the Billy Hamilton thing, some major league veteran that just captures lightning in a bottle. It's bullshit. I hate everything. <laughs> um, so 